Hello everyone, I'm Martin Lidholm. I'm Adam Robinson. And this is Adam and the Swede, episode 18. We have a lot to talk about this this episode with the ch- recent action in the Champions League, a crazy round in the Champions League, <laughs> with uh, pretty much uh, a lot happening also in the, in the leagues in uh, Italy, England and Spain. Then we have to preview some big games coming up. And then we're going to do a little trivia like we did last week about our clubs. And uh, I'm prepared this time. Yeah, Adam is <laughs> prepared this time, even though he wrote some of his questions like three seconds ago. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Barely prepared. So since last week I asked more historic questions and Adam asked more recent uh, questions, we're going to do the opposite this mm-hmm. week. So I'm going to ask more questions about Chelsea this season, and he's going to m- ask more historic questions about Man United yep. that I'm going to answer. So, But starting off with the Champions League and a lot of crazy action happened since we last spoke because when we last spoke it not even the first uh, legs have been played between each side now uh, both of them have been played in all four quarterfinals and uh, when I started preparing for this uh, podcast before the games uh, starting yesterday both me and Adam were thinking that we're starting off talking about Roma and Barcelona because we didn't think there was any chance that nothing big would happen (laughs) Happened yesterday, and then uh, yes, all crazy things happened. So we're starting off with the action in in Madrid. Real Madrid coming into the game with a three 0 lead away to Juventus in Italy. You, you're you're thinking it's this ninety nine percent chance that they're gonna go through. Yeah. Then Juventus gets a goal in the second minute through Mansukic. You you're thinking maybe. <laughs> then in the thirty seventh minute he scores again. You're like. Is this actually going to happen? And then when Matuidi scores, it's three nothing, and just a lot of crazy things happen. And then in the <laughs> in the last second, we have to talk about this, of course, the the penalty decision that was given against uh, Benatia on Lucas Vasquez. And of course, as everyone knows, I support Juventus, and the first reaction, of course, is that it's isn't a penalty. <laughs> and then you get uh, emotionally attached to it, and you get really angry at the ref and everything and then I've continued to look at this situation like a hundred times <laughs> and the more and more you look at it you have to say that the referee probably got it right anyway with the it looks like Bonatia pushes Vasquez sure Vasquez maybe helps him but then there's the kick to to him too so with both of those into account you have to say it is a penalty and uh, I think what Michael Oliver, the the referee, had to take into account, like no matter what decision he was he was gonna make, there was still gonna be some controversy because there was controversy here when he gave the penalty, but it would would have been the same if he he didn't give the penalty and it ended up Real Madrid losing in in extra time or in in penalties. So right. it would have been the same discussion all over. You can see we have seen. Some uh, football, uh, soccer, footballing icons uh, disagreeing that if, if it was a penalty or if it was yeah. not a penalty. So, either way, he would have had a tough decision to make. And yeah, yeah. It, it's either way, it's going to be tough. Because um, yeah, if you say it's not a penalty, then Madrid fans will say you're wrong. And um, but yeah, I just my whole thing was why call it in the ninety. 90- Six or 97, 97th minute. I don't know why you'd call a penalty that late if it's that bang bang and that close of a call. 
Yeah, because I think that's one of the things we have discussed, you and me, uh, through messages after after the decision that if you give a penalty in the in in the last last second, it has to be a stonewall penalty, hundred percent. Yeah, and no I doubt. Think, yeah. Uh, and then some people, of course, gonna come out with a reply saying that it is a penalty; it should be the same like level or whatever in the first minute and in the in the last second. But I think that's something that even that you really can't say because I think even uh, refs heard some refs saying in in ice hockey that when it when it comes to overtime you only give a you only give a a penalty if it's something that's clear cut that's an obvious slashing or hooking or whatever right and i think it's the same comes to to soccer it's the same thing going into derby games the referee referees always talk about there's a another level there's a higher level of what's going to be a yellow card there's a higher level of what's going to be a red card right. going into a derby game i think that same thing has to be taken into account when going giving a penalty in the in the last second yeah of a of a tie champions league mm-hmm. game um i don't i don't know that you call it there but uh and, but you could make an argument for either way cuz he swings his leg around but the mm-hmm. madrid player also kind of stops yeah. and waits for the yeah. contact and mm-hmm. kind of goes down easy so yeah. Wh- one um, of the one of the things that I disagree with was uh, Agnelli, the juventus president saying that VAR having a video assistant referee would have helped. I think it wouldn't no, have helped. It would have caused even more talk about controversies. Yep. Seeing that a video assistant ref was going to look at this and it would have taken like ten extra minutes. Yeah, because right. it, It's so hard to <laughs> tell uh, even on the on the replays, even though it looks like it, it is a penalty after having watched it like five thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Martin kept to tell. M- Martin kept messaging me all afternoon and night about how mad he was. And then this morning, first thing this morning, he said, well, maybe it's not a penalty. <laughs> maybe it is a penalty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe it is a penalty, right? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but I I don't know. It's just a really tough yeah. position. And then on top of that, I don't really – I can see why he has given Buffon a red card with the massive protest and a little, little shove. Right. But uh, at the same time – I also think that Michael Oliver has to understand that if he gives a penalty at that moment, there's going to be a, a reaction and, yeah. and something like that. And I think it would have been enough with a with a yellow card uh, based on the fact that this is something you see a lot of times when penalty are given. There's always pace running up the ref and there's been pushes and stuff yeah. previously. And think, uh, of course, if Cristiano Ronaldo had hit the penalty in the same way, it wouldn't have made a difference, but... You never know what kind of penalty he would have hit if Buffon was in goal. Yeah. Yep. You know. I mean, you never. You never know that. That. Yeah. Goes into the mind games a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, seeing someone else in goal, you get confidence, and he yeah. struck that into the mm-hmm. top right. So, it, it was pretty much a yeah. no doubter. But, um, yeah, that couldn't have been the first time that someone shoved someone or got mm-hmm. mad about anything in yeah. that game. So, um, yeah, that was a that was a weird mm-hmm. red card to give. Other than that, I think uh, Juventus have to feel really proud of themselves because no one gave them any chance going into into this game, and they yeah. actually made a game out of nothing by by really really performing on a on a high level and taking advantage of Sergio Ramos being suspended mm-hmm. for for this game. I think a lot of praise has to go to someone like Mandzukic scoring two goals, and he's shown time and time 
not only in Juventus but during his uh, Bayern Munich days too that he often scores in opponent games yep. he scored in the Champions League final in 2013 for, mm-hmm. for Bayern Munich he scored in last year's final with the fantastic bicycle kick ah. they, they remember and yep. time and time again in the Champions League he steps up big for for his for his teams and they once again and on on another day they maybe would have went to extra time and could have gotten an right. even crazier yeah way to get through yeah i think that's the the hardest part you just wanted extra time to see what you could do because it's kind of a level playing field yeah. at that point um you you especially didn't give them much of a chance you said that yeah. uh, half their team would have to get hurt ronaldo would have to get hurt yeah, I, um, I thought a bunch of red cards. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean that's that's a, a normal reaction because you were down three goals mm-hmm. and um, playing Madrid, who's mm-hmm. been playing out of their minds in the Champions yeah. League. So, yeah, credit to Juventus mm-hmm. playing really really well. It's just an awful way to to end it. We have to also speak about uh, the mistake that Keylor Navas does on Juventus' third goal, yeah. where it's a cross and he. Basically, now he's close to him. He drops the ball and goes to Matuidi, and right. Matuidi gets an easy tap in. And the discussion has been for the last few years that Real Madrid might need to get a get a better goalkeeper. Of course, Navas is a very good goalkeeper, but mm-hmm. is he the top top level that a club like Real Madrid deserves? Like, because right. it's been talks of Courtois, who's been talks of going for De Gea yeah. for like four four years now. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah. So, so what's your opinion? Should they get rid of Navas and try to go for someone else, or should they keep him? Um, I think they'll be fine if they keep him, but I think you obviously should go for De Gea or even Courtois because yeah. I don't think he's in their mm-hmm. their uh, section really. Okay. But I think he's serviceable enough for their team mm-hmm. to to do well. Yeah. Obviously, because they've won the last two yeah. Champions Leagues, but it would be even better and um, get back to their you know treble. Yeah fighting mm-hmm. ways if they had a one of the top three yeah. or four in the back there and uh, speaking of uh, Sergio Ramos he's in the in the zone of maybe getting suspended even for the semifinals now based on the fact that if you're suspended you're not allowed to go down to the to the to, to the tunnel and oh. the, the player tunnel and he he did that uh, after uh, the game so of course he did <laughs> <laughs> we'll see uh, what that turns out to be and yeah. I think it would be a big blow uh, basically in fact you could see how Real Madrid was defending in in this game and if you go up against uh, Bayern Munich with Lewandowski or if you go up against Liverpool with Salah and Mane and Firmino yeah. and you don't have Sergio Ramos Huge and you have to play someone else next to Varane and yep. you're just going to be it's just going to be chaos so it'll be interesting to see that decision and and to see if how Real Madrid would would feel without Sergio Ramos, especially if they got the the first leg away from home and Sergio Ramos was suspended. To yeah, see. I'm not sure how seriously they usually take these things, but letter mm. of the law, it seems like he has <coughs> to um, miss a game, and that would be that'd be really yeah. really bad, especially if they played someone like yeah. Bayern. Yeah, the other f- the fact is it's not allowed for players if you're spent to go go down to the tunnel, but. I don't really know how the rules say, like what happens, what sanctions yeah. you can give if it happens. Like, is it a fine? Is it a suspension? Right. It's not something you see often, mm. so I'm not too sure how it how yeah. it goes. Moving on to another crazy game that we had on Tuesday, the miracle in Rome, where Roma came in four-one down after the first leg, away to Barcelona, came into the home game at Stadio Olimpico. They got a quick goal to Edin Seco. 
in the sixth minute. And then in the second half, Seco, who was massive in this game, got them a penalty, being dragged down by PK. The captain steps up. Daniel De Rossi scores. You have 2 0. You have a third. You're looking at they have 30 minutes to score one goal. Mm-hmm. They continue to press, and then with 15 minutes, 15 minutes or around 12 minutes left, I think it was El Sharava gets the big chance to score. Ter Stegen makes a crazy save. And you think is that gonna be it? Is yeah. are they gonna get this close but not make it? And then they get a corner kick and Manolas scores. And I think it's a bit crazy that both the Rossi and Manolas have scored own goals. In, yeah. the, in the in the previous game, <laughs> were the two two of the players that scored in in this game. Yeah. And the, first of all, I has to ask a question uh, uh, towards Barcelona. Why is Semedo the one marking Manolas? Don't you have anyone taller or right. bigger or stronger who can mark who can mark him? Of course, I think PK was on Zeko, but right. other players could probably have yeah have marked Manolas there. Yeah, it's a it's a questionable decision. Usually, you mark with. Uh, you know, you just go based on heights, right? Yeah, like, uh, height um, and strength. Probably. Yeah, and so that was a, uh, and obviously they didn't think that a goal was going to come off that corner, probably. But um, yeah, weird decision, um, but huge. They uh, Roma went. It seemed like they just kind of went at Barcelona the entire yeah. time. Yeah, the fact is we're not sitting here and they, they got three. Three lucky goals on breaks. This was actually a game that Roma yeah. d- deserved to win, and they the, controlled. It yep. was a, pretty much a three-nil game to, yep. to Roma. It's crazy to see. We have seen how good Barcelona have been this season mm-hmm. in the in the league and and everything. And seeing Roma, a team has been so inconsistent this season. It's been so up and down, and then turning up with a performance like this is yeah. It's, it's just crazy. Yep. Um, there's there's three teams still left in the Champions League that have been pretty. Um, up and down in in mm-hmm. their leagues with Madrid, uh, Liverpool, and and Roma. Yeah. Um, yeah. They they took control of it. They took Messi out of it. Um, they they deserved it. This was like you said, a, an actual three three nil win. This was big. So we've talked about it as you mentioned the inconsistency with Liverpool and and other other teams previously in this podcast that it must be a, a little bit annoying as a as a supporter to Roma as well <laughs> yep. you seeing the level you can have here and then you have seen other games when you have when you have tied to lesser teams like the game in, on this weekend this right. previous weekend when you lose 2-0 at home to Fiorentina right <laughs> even though they probably rested some players for for this game but it's it's got to be annoying to see how how good your team can perform and then you're still at the risk of missing out on the Champions League next season. Oh yeah. Even yeah. though you have a chance to, if you win the Champions League this season you're going to be in <laughs> next year or, or if you get the top 4 but still for for Roma it has to be a bit uh, bit annoying that the inconsistency has been so big yeah. this season. Yeah, it's got to be really frustrating cuz there's no there's no like uh explanation for <laughs> it <laughs> cuz I mean there's there's playing up to the competition and like playing up to the moment mm-hmm. and whatnot but you would think that if they have the talent to um, take down Barcelona as as much as they did, um, that they could even just take it down one notch and, and yeah. beat the Fiorentinas of the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, for Roma, it's very important that they don't get too ahead of sel- themselves and celebrate too much going into the big derby this this right. weekend when they, they have Lazio and they, they're Lazio third and Roma are fourth. They both have 60 points. Inter right behind them with 59 points. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a massive, massive game, and it's important that Roma Roma have their heads in the right way. Of course, 
you're thinking with a derby there's there should always be a fo- some focus anyway, right. but with the way they knocked out Bar- Barcelona there's still be some questions if their heads are still going to be in that game yeah if and La- Lazio if you don't pay attention Lazio can hurt you as we've seen oh. throughout this season yeah Lazio can score four on you real quick um yeah, if you're a supporter of Roma, you have to be really nervous about this game, I think, because of, um, like you said, the players coming back down to earth, but then yeah. also coming back up to try to mm-hmm. play a derby. And game. you also have to take into consideration that that uh, Lazio would love to put Roma, their the, everyone oh, in yeah. Roma, back in back on earth, yeah, and not not up in, up in the skies anymore. So right. La- Lazio are going to be very up for this game, of course, as in every derby. Yeah. And we have to Roma have to make sure that they're up for it as much and they're as concentrated. Right, they're playing with house money basically because they didn't expect really to mm-hmm. be in the this conversation, and now they they have uh, Roma's probably a little bit vulnerable right now. Yeah. So um, this is their time to strike. This is gonna be a really yeah. good game. But at the same time, Roma can go into the game knowing if if they reach the levels that they reached against Barcelona, they should they should beat, beat anybody. Really. They should beat Lazio. Yeah, they could beat yeah. anybody as as you said. Yeah. So it's. The the fact is it's it, can Roma keep their concentration as they should be able to in a in a derby game but yeah I think they will question. yeah we'll see yeah we'll see moving on to the battle of England in this year's Champions League Man City against Liverpool Liverpool came into the game with a three 0 lead after a massive display on Anfield last week going into this game Gabriel Jesus scored an all goal for Man City Man City continued to press 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 and press in the first half but they didn't get a second goal. And then in the beginning of the second half, 11 minutes into it, Mo Salah scored 1-1, and then it was pretty much game over. Man City had to score four more goals <laughs> <laughs> to go through. And then Firmino in the 77th minute scored 2-1 to seal the deal. Yep. And there was also some controversy in this game with the offside goal that was given against Sané based on the fact that the ball, when the ball was last touched by a Man City player, Sane wasn't offside, and then they touched Carius, who punched it out, and then the, it came off Milner, so it came back to Sane, and if that, if that moment when Milner played the ball, if it was touch a Man City play, he would have been offside. Yeah, but uh, but he wasn't offside based on the fact that he wasn't offside when the last Man City mm-hmm. player 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 touched the ball. So, but at the same time, I don't think there should be much debate because you can discuss what happened right before the the goal that City scored with Sterling first clipping uh, yeah. Van Dijk's heel right. and then pushing him pretty yeah. much <laughs> <laughs> out of the field. So yeah, it was pretty obvious. So I think there's uh, one decision went wrongly in Man City's way and then one mm-hmm. decision went wrongly in Liverpool's way. And of course, you have to give uh, once again credit to, to Mo Salah who, yeah. who rounds the keeper and then he chips it over uh. the defender and... Once again, we're sitting here discussing another big goal from Mosa. Yeah, right. It seems like the 50th time on this podcast we've talked about him. But, um, yeah, he was he was really good. I think it's just all credit to Liverpool. You're talking about the missed calls and controversial calls. But, I mean, they they won 5-1 on aggregate. So, I mean, they, they, they own this series. And mm-hmm. um, it's just been really impressive. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know what went wrong for uh, Man City. They had a bunch of chances in the first half. Yeah. Um, you were messaging me throughout it that they had um, just a bunch of shots, but they didn't get anything after Jesus's goal. And uh, all credit to Liverpool, yeah, I think. I think the main fact for Man City is you can't c- 
common to this game being 3-0 down from the start. Right, yeah. Having to attack, attack against a team like Liverpool who can counter you with players who are super fast like Mane and Salah. Yep. And if they get a chance that like Salah did, mm-hmm. that they are going to get if you play the 3-4-3 that City had to play because since they were down... Yeah. They were down three 0 so I think the, a lot of the blame had to be for City has to be put on the on the first game, and of course the first half in the first game yeah. where they were down three nothing. Right. Yep. I think it's all it's all on that first game. Mm-hmm. Um, that first half in the first game by Liverpool <coughs> was just demoralizing. Um, yeah. They showed what they can really do, mm-hmm. and again Liverpool supporters have to yeah. be pretty upset <laughs> because they seem to show up against Man City and score a bunch and play really well and upbeat, but. Um, but they haven't done it consistently all year, and so it's you're just kind of asking yourself where has it been all year, and why why is it why randomly can we showing do this up all year? Why you can we when we show this level? Why can't we challenge for the the Premier League title? Right. Why are, why are we why are we 17 points behind Manchester City in, right. in the league when we have when we have clearly been the better team in pretty much every game we played them this season? Yep. Because based on the fact when they play Man City when they lost five nothing away in the league. They were the better team when they were playing 11 mm-hmm. versus 11, and then the red card changed everything. Right. Yep. And the, their their shaky defense that they've had all season um, mm-hmm. went away and became a good defense in these two games, only giving up a goal yeah. to Man City. And uh, so, I I don't know. I'd be really frustrated e- if I even, was even the carriers pulling up some good saves. Right. Yeah. And then yeah, the goalkeepers are are doing well, and yeah. Lovren's not throwing the game away and. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's it's got to be kind of frustrating, but also you're in the top four of the Champions League, so you got to mm-hmm. take that and of be happy course, with it. Of course, first time in ten years to Liverpool reached the Champions League semi-finals. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's, it's it's it just shows it's really fun to watch mm-hmm. this Liverpool team yeah. when they're when they're clicking. Mm-hmm. And then on a quick note, Bayern Munich went through two one on aggregate versus Sevilla. They won two one in Spain last week, and then nil nil yep. game in in Germany yesterday. In the I think it's still um, very hard to put how good this Bayern Munich <laughs> team is compared to everyone, uh, based on the fact that Bundes- the Bundesliga has been so easy for them. Yep. They don't really have the competition they're going to have in the Champions League against them. Only thing you can take into consideration is the way they play against PSG, but I wouldn't say PSG is, has been the top top level anyway. Right. They lost three three nil away to PSG and they and then they won at home. Yeah, three one. So, and I think that last one was uh, the last game of the group series, yeah. and it they didn't didn't really matter. So, yeah. so, who do you have as favorites to win the championship? <sighs> Real Madrid. I would I would say I, I, I would say Real Madrid based on the fact that they always pull off the the big their biggest the biggest performances in this part of the season. That's good to see away to yeah away to Juventus, and but at the same time, if Sergio Ramos doesn't play in the in the first, in the first semifinal, because he's suspended, yep. and you get run against Bayern Munich, and you play Bayern Munich away first. How much are Real Madrid gonna miss Sergio Ramos playing away against Lewandowski? Yeah, everything like that. Even if they get Liverpool, how much are gonna miss Sergio Ramos against Salah, Mane, and Firmino? Mm-hmm. Even if you get Roma, how much are you gonna miss Sergio Ramos playing against Zeko, who seem to be in yeah. great form now, based yep. on the game against Barcelona? So. Yeah, they 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 definitely need him yeah. to to be able to play because they could. You're right; they could get beat by uh, any of these attackers. Uh, I yeah, think I'd, you, I'd you of course you shouldn't count out any team, but I think still Real Madrid should be the favorites mm-hmm. with Bayern Munich pretty close to them, and I don't. I, it's 
certainly not impossible for both Liverpool or Roma to win this if they play at their highest level they can beat both by Munich and Real Madrid yep but I see both Liverpool's and Roma's biggest chance to win this is if they get thrown against each other yeah. in, in the semi-final and then they could because I see bo- hard for both of them to beat either Real Madrid or Bayern Munich over two legs right but if they play each other and then either Roma and Liverpool have to be in the final and then yes. based in one game in a final you could beat beat them if, if it's oh, your definitely. day but it's going to be hard to have it going to be your day twice in the yeah I don't think you're right going into um, Germany to win yeah. um, or going into uh, Spain to win and then come back and yeah. but at the same at, same at the same time we said the same thing about Roma playing Barcelona over two legs right. <laughs> so you never so know we don't we, we've been uh, <laughs> wrong pretty much throughout the entire championship still the so. Real Madrid should be the favorites. yeah I'd, I'd say so by um, them and Bayern and then there's a little bit of a drop off and then I'd probably say Liverpool and then Roma but yeah. Roma just beat Barcelona <laughs> so who knows <laughs> yeah it will be very very interesting to see the draws and who gets the first leg home who gets away I think you're definitely right, though. If, if Liverpool and Roma play each other, then they only the winner of that has to just play one game. Yeah, I think that's a a whole different thing. different thing. Yep. Especially the based on the fact that you could like park in and focus more on defense. It's gonna it's easier to do that in 90 minutes than in 180 minutes. Yes. Yep. And then if we get Madrid and Bayern in the final, then that's all well and good because that'll <laughs> yeah. be a fun game. <laughs> Moving on to the Premier League, where we also had some some big games this weekend and some crazy games. Starting off with the Manchester derby between City and United, where City had the chance to win the league. If they won the game, they would have won the league. And at halftime, everything spoke for Manchester City, stealing the championship against their arch rivals. Vincent Kompany scored from a corner. Ilkay Gundogan scored on a, on a great play and was 2-0. Everything yep. was... Happy happy right. days. It should have been four or five nothing if Raheem Sterling, Raheem Sterling could have actually get his shots on target <laughs> in that in that first half. And going into it, you're just thinking City are gonna play this play this off. They're just gonna finish it, and it's gonna be right. an easy win for them. And then something must have happened in the Manchester United yeah. dressing room. Coming out in the second half, a fantastic uh, team goal for the two two one goal. Yeah. Alexis Sanchez uh, first two dribbles past the defender gets the cross in fantastic chest pass by Herrera who has the awareness to find Pogba with an easy finish and then another great pass by Alexis Chan- Sanchez with the cross to Pogba who scored and then it's 2-2 two, two, two yeah. minutes later right just like that and then uh, in the 69th minute on a free kick Sanchez find Chris Smalling and Smalling scores and I think you have to give a lot of credit to first of all, of course, Pogba with with the two goals. Yep. You have to give credit to Alexis Sanchez, who's involved in every goal. He's 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 the one who gets the assist to the two-two goal and the three-two, the match-winning goal. He's involved in the in the link-up play for the first goal too. So he's involved in every goal. Yep. He's starting to step up more and more for for United. As we men- as I said, uh, Pogba, of course, with the with the talks before the game, where Guardiola said that Rayola had offered him. <laughs> Pogba right. before before the game and then Pogba showed like after the game there was just just talking was right. nothing nothing in it yeah I thought that was um, curious timing from Pep yeah. uh, right before the game saying that uh, they tried to get Pogba right before so yeah I, d- I don't see like what what th- do you think was he was gonna get out of it like uh, yeah I don't know what not, he would it's gain not, it's not like Pogba is gonna perform worse yes because uh, it's it's 
much bigger of a risk for Guardiola that Pogba is just going to be yeah. more angry and more likely to have a good performance just yeah. because he's going to be so angry about it. Right. And then he goes in and scores two goals. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, I think Guardiola has to take a little blame for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was awful. That was an awful risk that I don't know what he would get mm-hmm. from it, like you said. Um, but, yeah, those were two really nice goals. Sanchez um, set up set up uh, some really nice goals and uh, yeah I don't know what Mourinho said at halftime but it had to have been something because he's got a a lot of stick from not only United fans but especially United fans based on the fact how the team has been playing this season they've been so negative yeah and I think this you have to give him some credit of course for getting the comeback but at the same time you have to give him some stick again for seeing that the team, if they had played like this all season, where could they have been? If they have been like more free, you could say they're more free. They don't have to be as tactically scared as they've been. More, and you can see in this game, if they're if they dare to do more things, they they are a very very good team. They've yeah. been a very good Manchester City team. At the same time, for Manchester City, this has been they had they they haven't had much much problem problems this season. But the problem is in defense especially at yeah. center back where someone like Otamendi I feel like he's been oh, he's been good for some parts of the season but watching the games against Liverpool getting knocked out of the Champions League and uh, the fact that they they lose here the fact that they're, they're not going to win the FA Cup yeah and um, they're only going to get only going to get two trophies <laughs> this this, <laughs> this season but you they want that Champions League and I think they would have to get an even stronger defender than Otamendi next to company if they actually want to have a 100% chance of winning the Champions League. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably their their one weakness mm-hmm. um, if you're going to try to find one. Um, yeah, a, a better defender there. Maybe you look and see if there's a goalkeeper that you can find. But um, I think Ederson has been fine. I though. think he's been, yeah, I think you're right. It's just two, two kind of poor games. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right though. The Sterling goals or not goals, <laughs> the Sterling non-goals were pretty bad in the first half. Yeah. He he chunked a few of them. Mm-hmm. Um, that maybe comes back to haunt him. But you also shouldn't be giving up three goals in no, the second half. No. So, um, yeah, I guess defender would be your your one area of <laughs> improvement. I yeah. guess. Moving on to the Merseyside derby between Everton and Liverpool, uh, a big rivalry, but it wasn't quite the game like the derby we had in in Manchester. Nope. A nil-nil draw, and surprise, sur- surprise! Uh, actually, Carius did something to save points for Liverpool, and <laughs> not uh, <laughs> not give them away like him and Mignolet has done. Right. Some parts of this season, he he had a big save in this game, and yep. that saved the points for Liverpool. And I think it's it was decent for Liverpool to get the draw based on the fact. Look at the team, they were, the lineup they were playing. It wasn't uh, nearly their strongest lineup when you start him with. Uh, Danny Ings and right. and players like that, you you could see that they were focusing on the on the upcoming game against Manchester City. Yep. And I think in the position they're in, it's fine to get get a draw because yeah. they're they're so likely to get into the mm-hmm. the top four anyway. Yep, they were in a good position where Chelsea had fallen mm-hmm. off so much that yep. they're not really in in. Uh, um, they're not gonna they're not gonna fall out of the top yeah. four mm-hmm. unless they just totally lose like yeah. all their games. <laughs> So um, yeah, you, no, and you take that draw. Everton seemed to kind of park the bus for quite a bit, yeah, and then at the Sam end, style. yep, oh yeah, and then <laughs> uh, then go at it in the last ten minutes, and mm-hmm. the 
they held their ground. Their keeper's done done his job the past few games. So, um, yeah, I think you just take it and leave. Yeah. I think that's – I think it was, uh, they'll take it. Moving on to a London derby, Chelsea, no. West, West Ham. Not the biggest of the London derbies, but still a derby where Chelsea decided that they were going to continue their poor form and draw 1-1 yeah, we against, just decided. against West Ham. <laughs> Cesar Aspilicueta scored in the first half. Chelsea created a bunch of chances, and they have to really, really blame themselves for not putting them away. And then in the 73rd minute, Javier Hernandez, of course, once again, scored his 1,000th goal against Liverpool, <laughs> no, <or> against Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. against Chelsea. It really no, was his 1,000th goal. He scored like 10-plus goals. <laughs> I remember when he played for United and he always scored uh, against, every against, time. against Chelsea. It would always and be now, in the second half. Now, now it's at West Ham and it, it happens again. Still happening. Yep. But the, the blame, as I said, has to be though for Chelsea that they didn't put this game away when it was one nothing. You should be up 2-3-0 after the first half yep. and then you should score even more. But right. it was the kind of Chelsea game we have seen this season when they have sometimes they've been failing to to score, and then they it comes back to haunt them. And uh, Chelsea it's their fourth loss at the Stamford Bridge this season, so it's not good enough. If you want to win the league, you can't lose four games at home. No, <laughs> no, nope. it's pretty awful. Uh, Chelsea used to be known for playing really, really well at home, and now we they're pretty awful. Um, they're pretty well. They're pretty average at home. Yeah. Um, you're right. Chelsea had a million chances in the first half, and then in the first like 15 minutes of the second half, they had a uh, hundred more chances, and they they didn't convert anything. And it just makes me wonder why they got rid of uh, Diego Costa at the beginning of the year because he would have been huge to help out Morata and actually have someone that can score. <laughs> I uh, like I like how Conte blames blames like he's he's angry on the board for not giving him giving him. Like enough signings, like you, you could have solved the problem by uh, by not letting, uh, by not telling Diego Costa that he wasn't good enough to play for yeah. this team. Yeah, uh, when he's just shown over the past like five years that he's one of the top uh, strikers in England. So yeah, if not the best one. Yeah, exactly. Know. And so that was a good move to sell him. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, you're right. Complain about he doesn't have enough money and uh, new signings. So I don't I don't know. What's you going think on. there would be a big. Uh, point difference if Diego Costa was actually here I think they would at least be close to the top four they would not be 10 points away from the from having a cha- yeah. Champions League place if if Diego Costa was here right I don't think we're I don't think this team's winning the league at all no and I they would at least be challenging for the top four yeah I think they'd be in Liverpool's area which I would yeah. take at this point <laughs> <laughs> but uh no a tough one yeah. it's just the the symbolic of the whole season really for Tottenham, another team who's battling for top four, they got a good 2-1 win against two Stoke, who's struggling and struggling and struggling. Yeah. Stoke looking like they're going down. Oh, yeah. Tottenham got a big 2-1 win uh, away to them. Christian Eriksen scored. And then... Who else? Then <laughs> apparently it was uh, Harry Kane after Tottenham uh, told the FA that they that they thought that Harry Kane scored. Oh, right. Harry, yeah, yeah, Harry, yeah, that's Harry true. Harry Kane finally got got the goal. I think it was uh, official yesterday. Mm. So now he's only four goals behind Salah instead, <laughs> instead of five. Apparently it was very important for Tottenham that Harry yes. Kane got that goal. They needed him to have it. If they can't win any, any trophy, they still of course win the FK, but if they don't win the FK Cup this season, at least right. they might have Harry Kane winning the golden boot. Yep, they the need league. something. Yep. So they needed that goal to go to him. But... uh yeah, this is a game that they should have should have won. They did. Yeah. Stoke seems mm. pretty 
pretty bad. So uh, yeah, yeah good they, win. they've been struggling the whole season, looking uh, like championship next season for them. Oof, tough one. For Arsenal, uh, nice three to win against Southampton. They were also struggling. It was tied two two until the eighty first minute when Daniel Welbeck scored three two, and then some red cards won for each team in the the final minutes for Elton Nenny and Jack Stevens. But a good win for Arsenal, who still. If they want to get into the Champions League next season, they have to win the Europa League. Yep. Um, Obama Yang's been playing really well. Yep. I think it's, what, six goals in his first mm-hmm. seven games or something like that. I think it's an Arsenal record to start at Arsenal. So that's kind of gone under the mm-hmm. radar. But, uh, yeah, they're going to have to carry this into Europa League. I don't think Obama Yang can play in the Europa League, right? No. Because he's it was, cup tied. It was a they're, they're, having a good, they're going into good lead, though, in the second game of the quarterfinal against CSK Moscow winning. They won 4-1 at home. Okay, So, yep. based on the fact what we've seen in the Champions League, you never know what you happens. You never know, that's a three-goal lead. <laughs> they go into <laughs> Russia, but they should seal it. But then the big thing is, because Atletico Madrid, I think, won 2-0 in their home game against Sporting Lisbon. Mm-hmm. They should go through. Yeah, they then should be fine also. Lazio are in a good position, won 4-2 at home to Salzburg, so... It's it's depends on who our Arsenal gets in the in the semifinal, but if they get Atletico Madrid, I think it's going to be very tough for them. Yeah. But if they can avoid Atletico Madrid until the final, I see they they could have a chance in one game, but it's yep. going to be tough for them in two games against Atletico Madrid. Yeah, against that defense who's only given up like <coughs> sixteen or seventeen goals yeah. this year. I don't and know. Then that. you you have, you have to, and then they have to defend Diego Costa and and Griezmann, and their defense has been very shaky. Yeah, yeah, I don't know that they. Over two two mm-hmm. games have enough to hold them off, but you're right. In one yeah. game, really anything's yeah. possible. So you have to hope for Lazio, yeah. but then you got to stop Lazio from scoring a hundred <laughs> goals. Stop right, and so it's tough all around. Yeah. They have to really play for that. They yeah. sh- they're there's nowhere near Champions League, the top four. So yeah, they have to go after that. Yeah. Moving on to Italy, where we had another weekend full of action, starting off in the title race. Juventus got a comfortable, or it wasn't comfortable at all parts, but they got a 4-2 win away to the struggling team of this season, Benevento. It was tied 2-2. And then Juve actually got a controversial penalty given to them. <laughs> it wasn't the clearest of penalties. And then Dybala scored. And then Douglas Costa scored a screamer, and they won 4-2. And uh, Juventus got, got the job done. And then uh, you looked at Napoli the the following day, and they were... They were down against Kievo. Was f- only a few minutes left. You were thinking Napoli lose here. It's gonna be seven points, and everything is. It's gonna be all over. Yep. And then, <laughs> from out of nowhere, Napoli scores Milik in the 89th minute and Diavara in the 93rd. Oh. And Napoli <laughs> get 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 it together when they most needed it. Now it's four points. It's still possible, even though it's looking very hard. Right. They have to make sure going into this weekend's action that they win win uh, against Milan because mm-hmm. if they don't it's going to be hard and then they face Juve the fol- the following weekend so they have to make sure they that the that, one, right? that the margin is at l- at at l- at largest it's going to be 4 points right they have to hope that they win against uh, Milan and then Juve drop points at home to Sampdoria yeah but the the margin can't be more than 4 points going into that game <laughs> Yeah, I don't think and Juventus... And they can't... They probably have to win that game, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Napoli, I think, has to beat Juventus. I don't think mm-hmm. that they can really lose anymore. No. They can maybe afford one draw, not against Juventus, but um, maybe yeah. one draw, but 
I I think they honestly have to win out just yeah. to mm-hmm. have a chance because of how good and Juventus the fa- is. The fact is that that might not even be enough because right if Juventus wins every other game but loses Napoli, they're still gonna they win still by win. one point. Right, yeah, they still control their own their yeah. own destiny. So, yeah, this is gonna be mm-hmm. um, tough. But the season saving couple goals at the end there and uh, just makes that Juventus game all the the bigger. Yeah, it would have been all over if they yeah. they had they had lost this game. So. Two two really big goals and big credit to Napoli to actually be able to pull this off when it was so important. All the players probably got really frustrated and nervous, and they know right. everything that w- that was in play, and they haven't won the league in like thirty years and everything. Right, yeah. So they're they're fighting till the end, which yeah. I mean, give them credit; they've had an mm-hmm. outstanding year. Mm-hmm. Um, Juventus doesn't have to worry about the Champions League anymore, so they'll be playing their yeah. a lot of their guys now and um, making it that much harder yeah. for Napoli to win this. Moving on to the battle for the top four, starting off with the Milan derby that was in the middle of last week, Wednesday, where Milan and Inter tied each other nil-nil, pretty much sealing the deal that Milan are not going to reach the top four, even though they really made an effort for it in the second half of the season yeah, they did. <laughs> with the Gattuso. And uh, the big uh, thing I took away from this game was Icardi missing an open goal in the last second. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep, um, Milan has to still kind of worry about Fiorentina and Sampdoria are only yeah. two and four behind. So making um, sure they at least get into the Europa. League. Yeah, at least Europa League. But the season's been, um, I'd say, a pretty good success given how bad they were at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, they've been pretty impressive. Yeah, at least they have something to look forward to next season. Because if we continue to be asked, but it would have been a misery. Oh yeah, that would have been mm-hmm. unthinkable. And then. Uh, Following that game, Inter went into this weekend, and they lost one nothing away to Torino, and uh, that's really tough, tough for Inter because now they're not in control of their own destiny. Really, mm-hmm. they're one point behind both Roma and Lazio. Roma and Lazio have sixty points each, and Inter have fifty nine. Inter sit sit in fifth, so not the part of the season where Inter can slip up and. They did it anyway. Right, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You're right. And it's not the not the time to be losing um, <laughs> and scoring zero goals. Um, this is they don't control their own destiny, but they're. I mean, it's only one point, yeah. so you'll have other chances. But it's it's not the time yeah. to they, be they shut out. There's a lot of, a lot at stake here because if you miss the Champions League, I don't see how Icardi. He's gonna stay here. No, he's. And then without him, they're gonna get very much gone. worse. Yep. Yeah, he's he's very gone. If if they miss Champions League, I mean, with with Chelsea, you might be able to hang on to a Hazard, but um, just because of Chelsea's stature and yeah. whatnot. But I don't think Icardi will have any reason to stay <laughs> at Inter if there's no Champions League. Speaking of losing at the wrong part of the season, Roma lost at home on Saturday, two 0 at home to Fiorentina. Dun dun dun. And uh, that as well, because now Lazio gets closer to them. Lazio has even passed them, even though they have now they have the same amount of points. And now the derby coming up this weekend gets so much bigger than if uh, Roma had won this game and they've been three points ahead of Lazio and four points ahead of Inter. So if Roma lose the derby and then Inter win the game, it's going to be a really tough situation that Roma have have put themselves in. So yeah. very unnecessary. And as we mentioned. Uh, must be really tough for the supporters seeing the level they reach against Barcelona and right. losing two now to home to Fiorentina. Yeah, this is exactly the part we were talking about. Um, uh, yeah, this would have been 
a huge win because you're right they could have lost to Lazio and then still been tied yeah um but Fiorentina's been playing pretty well and they like I said you have to watch out for them yeah. trying to get that six spot mm-hmm. only two points yeah, behind since, Milan since uh, the Trey thing with Astoria happened they've won yep. five out of five games so they've really right. be, been on fire and on fire been able to focus but with how the the ups that Roma's had this year you would you would think that they'd take care of this game yeah. So um, and I mean it's before the Barcelona game. You have a lot on your mind. Yeah. I can understand it, but they they better get up for the the Lazio game mm-hmm. soon. Speaking of Lazio, they got a nice two one win away to Udinese on Sunday. S- they had uh, seen the fact that Roma had draw points. They had seen the fact that Inter had draw points, and they were able to pull together. Of course, Shiro Immobile was the main man. They were down one nothing, and then Shiro Immobile scores. He assists, and they win two one and. This crazy season just continues. Twenty-seven goals in the in in the league now for for Immobile, and uh, we have uh, said enough words about him earlier. But it's a fantastic season for yeah. him. Yeah, saved the saved the season again. Um, <laughs> he uh, put the team on his back every single game. Basically, it seems he's had a part in in uh, every win. It seems. Uh, this is this is huge because it keeps you pace, gets you right up there with Roma in, ahead of the derby, and yeah. they they're coming in with, um, I don't know, just maybe not the same kind of confidence as Roma, but they're coming in with a lot of confidence, yeah. and I think that they think that they can win this game, and if they win this game, this kind of, I feel like it almost secures your yeah. the top four spot with how many games are left. And just on a quick note, Milan got a one-one draw against Sassuolo this weekend. Even more putting in them away from the race yep. for the for the top four, so yeah, tough one for Milan. That now was kind of uh, kicked them out for good. Now moving on to Spain, where we had another derby between Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid, and it was probably one of the better played games in the big league this season. The game ended one-one. Cristiano Ronaldo scoring for Real Madrid in the fifty-third minute, then Antoine Griezmann equalizing for Atletico Madrid in the fifty-seventh. Just a crazy game, showing why these are two of the best teams in Europe, and uh, Atletico Madrid really need to really need to be angry at themselves for not <laughs> going through in the group stages yeah. in the in the Champions League, based on the fact that you can see how g- how good they are right now, right? How how they've been playing, so it must be really tough for them uh, not going through in the Champions League and knowing that they're still one of the five or six best be- best teams in Europe. Oh yeah, I think if they make <coughs> make it through the group stage, I think you can make a pretty good argument they mm. would have made at least the the eight, the top eight, yeah. maybe the top four. So, yeah, that's a bummer, but they've just been showing how how mm. decent they how good they are. Um, it is also kind of a bummer that Barcelona ran away with it so fast yeah. because, and that um, both these teams, Atletico and Real, didn't have better starts because mm-hmm. it would have been fun to see yeah. these three teams that are mm-hmm. kind of I'd say playing pretty equally right now. Yeah. Um, be be kind of closer at the end. Yeah. For Barcelona, they got a comfortable three-one win to Leganes. Messi with with a hat trick, and Barcelona are now eleven points ahead of Atletico and seven games left. They're gonna seal the deal. Not with the no Champions League in mind. It's gonna be even even easier for them to oh, seal yeah. this league title. Yeah. And they still have the chance of the double, winning the league, and then they have a cup final coming up against Sevilla. So. Yeah, I think they'll run away with it, and it shouldn't be a problem. Mm-hmm. Then moving on to the weekend the previews, we have a few big games coming up. They have already mentioned a few of them. 
starting off in England. Manchester City travelled to Wembley to face Tottenham in the Premier League. City could get closer to seal the league title if they win here and United lose versus West Bromwich. It's going to be all done. Even though I don't see United losing to West Bromwich, still it's going to be closer because if City win here and they win next next game, they're going to steal the title. So, But it's going to be a tough game for City. They're going to have low confidence after a tough week with the loss to United, yeah. the two losses to Liverpool being knocked out of the Champions League. And uh, based on the fact that Spurs are very strong at home, they're in good form. They have Harry Kane back. They have Eriksen in, in great form. They have Son who's been good form throughout the season. And of 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 course, City won four one versus Spurs at home in December. But it's another Tottenham team yeah. in this part of the season. And I think uh, Tottenham actually gonna win two one. Oof, I think um, I'll go Man City two uh, nil just mm-hmm. because I think Pep will chew them out yeah. and then City will to bounce back. Yeah, I think they'll be they'll be pissed off basically. Yeah, I can see that. That's that's what I'm going yeah. off of. <laughs> As we said, in Italy, the Rome derby on Sunday, 2.45 p.m. Massive game for the top four. Last year, third. Rome are fourth. They both have 60 points. After this game, there's six, six games left. Who are going to take the control? Yeah. Can Roma focus after the Magic win versus Barcelona? They should be able to. This is a massive derby. But have the players celebrated too much? Or right. <laughs> have they focused <laughs> on this game? Roma won 2-1 versus Lazio earlier this season. Mm-hmm. I don't think it says that much about this game, though. I Not think really. it's going to be a 1-1 draw. 1-1 draw? Yeah. I Man, I'll say I'll say 2-1 Lazio. I think they'll come in with a lot of confidence and um, want to knock off yeah. Roma, the yeah. big dog at this point. Um, uh, yeah, I'll just I'll say they win 2-1. Yeah. Moving on to Milan versus Napoli. Can Napoli keep their title hopes alive Heading into a game versus Juventus the following weekend, Oof. or is not, is Milan gonna gonna give them run run for their money? Yeah, it's, it's gonna be tough. Napoli won uh, earlier when they faced each other in uh, in Napoli, so a tough one, but should be doable for Napoli to to get a win here. Mm-hmm. I'm pre- predicting predicting a two-one Napoli win. Two one. I'll say, uh, yeah, one nil Napoli. Um, I think they'll they'll do just enough. I think Milan will play them tough though. But I Napoli knows they they can't afford to lose, and it's it's one of those things where you can't look ahead, but you you want to look ahead. But Milan's a tough enough opponent that you know <laughs> yeah. that you have to take mm-hmm. this one serious. And in Spain, the big game coming up this weekend, Saturday, ten fifteen a.m. Barcelona host Valencia. First versus third. Valencia had a really good season was 1-1 between the teams in Valencia earlier this season. The, f- the question is, can Barcelona bounce back after the tough loss to Roma? I think they will. It's going to be a 2-0 Barcelona win. Yeah, I think it'll be 3-0 Barcelona. I think they'll be fine. Take care of it. Now moving on to the trivia section here. Oh, nervous. We're once again going to test our knowledge about our clubs. No, we As didn't. we mentioned in the beginning, I'm going to ask Adam more questions about Chelsea that had to do with this recent memory and he's going to ask more historic questions about Manchester United because we did the opposite last week. Yeah, and we didn't do too well. <laughs> so <laughs> neither of us. Hopefully time. we can um, prove that we know a little bit of yeah. something on about uh, soccer, but we'll see. So, so you can go first. Yeah, I'll start off with the, with the question. Starting off with the first question, how many goals has Eden, has Eden Hazard scored in the Premier League this season? <laughs> 
8 goals, B 10 goals, C 11 goals, or D 14 goals? Hmm. I'll say, jeez. It's a, kind of a tough one. It is kind of a tough one. Um, they're all kind of close together. I'll say eight. You sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> no, every time you said you're sure about that last time, I got it wrong. <laughs> but I'll, I'll stick with it. No, it's incorrect. It's, ah. it's uh, 11 goals. Oh, that was my second choice. Once again, a good start for Anna. <laughs> yeah, no, I heard eight, and I was like, that that sounds about right. But then you said 11, and I, it was like when you're on a test, and you, you're yeah. told not to second-guess yourself. Yeah, and, that's true. Yeah. That's how, what happened. How many Chelsea players have got a red card in the Premier League this season? Jesus. Two? No. Three, four, five, or six? Jeez. I'll say... I'll say three, because there's no way there's six. Yeah, that's... That's... An, that's that's incorrect, though. <laughs> it's wrong? Three's yeah, wrong? It's, 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 it's not six, though. It's, it's, it's four. Ah, it's because uh, uh, you have to remember that uh, the first the first game of the the season against Burnley Chelsea already got two red cards. Oh, that's right. With Cahill and Fabregas. Yeah. And then David Luiz got one against Arsenal and Bakayoko against Watford. So. Oh my four god. Four red cards. That's right. I forgot about that Good first start game. For, I think it was the yeah. same last week with Sierra too. These are these are really hard questions though. So yeah, that's okay. Don't don't put too much blame on Adam that he gets get this one. Right. Yeah, you can still uh, listen to what I have to say about some things. Which Chelsea player has started in thirty one out of thirty two Premier League games this season, which is the most in the team? So no player started all of games. Mm-hmm. One player started all but one. Cesar Aspilicueta, Eden Hazard, Thibaut Courtois, or Gary Cahill. Hmm, it's not Cahill. Um, because he's been just just bad. <laughs> uh, good, point, good point. Oh man, this is tough. I know Courtois was benched last week or maybe the week before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's been benched before that. Um, I'll say I want to say I'll. Jeez, oh, um, Equator, I'll say him. That's correct. Yes. Dave, <laughs> you were really you. Courtois had played one less game. He played thirty games. He oh, okay. started all but, but two. So yep. Hazard has started twenty four games, and as you mentioned, Kale nineteen starts mm-hmm. out of thirty two games. So, all very right. you did very well, well there. Yep, thirty three percent. We're back. Question, question four: Chelsea have lost four games at the Stamford Bridge in the Premier League this season. Three of the teams they have lost to are Bournemouth, Tottenham. And Man City, which is the fourth team that won away to Chelsea in the Premier League this season. Oh man! A Arsenal, B Watford, C Burnley, or D Stoke. Uh, I'll say. I'll say. <laughs> I'll Arsenal, say. Watford, Burnley, or Stoke. Hmm. Uh, I'll say Watford. It's incorrect. Damn it. It's Burnley. Oh. That's the game when I got two red cards. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I just said that. I felt that's a bit awful. angry at myself because I said that I was a Burnley. No, you... you with this question. Yeah, you laid that up to me and so, I, I I missed the layup. So one one out of four 
But now moving on to the fourth <laughs> question, which is <laughs> which is still kind of hard to know if you don't really look into statistics. How many clean sheets has Thibaut Courtois kept in the Premier League this season? <laughs> okay, they're not as close like the numbers this time. Okay. A sixteen, B thirteen, C ten, and D eight. Considering the fact that he has played thirty one no thirty games in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Oof. So uh, 16, 16, 13, 13, 10, or 8. Or 0. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like 0 sometimes. Um, <laughs> I'll say... Was 13 an answer? I'll say 13. That's correct. <sighs> you didn't do worse than last week. You did say yep, 2, two out, out of 5. five. Take it. Was I will give it to you. Was some of the questions were, were really hard, especially the one about Hazard and numbers were close to each other, and the, oh. the red card thing is hard to remember, well, so... Yeah, it's it's not the easiest questions. No, it's it's only hard to remember just because it was the first game, but it was yeah. a pretty um, insane game. So I, once you mentioned it, it, yeah. it it came rushing back to me. But okay, I'll ask you questions, um, <laughs> more historic um, type questions. So when did Manchester United win their first Premier League title? Nineteen oh eight, nineteen nineteen. 1880 or 1930? It's... What was the the third option? 1880. 1880, that's too early. And what was the the 1930? That's too late. Hmm. It's either 1908 or 1919. I think it's... uh, I think it's 1908. You're correct. Yes! Great start, lads! Great start. One for one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So... How many total FA Cups has Man U won? Twelve. You are correct. <laughs> twelve. <laughs> I don't need any alternatives on that. <laughs> Martin said twelve and then crossed his arms and like flew back from the microphone. That was hilarious. Okay. Two out of two. Boom. Yep, two out of two. Okay. Uh, how many European Championships slash Champions Leagues have they won? Three. Three. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right, three for three, killing it. <laughs> All right, so who has the most red cards ever? Wayne Rooney. This is a tough one. Yeah, this one you this might have to think about. One. Uh, Rooney, Roy Keane, Ryan Giggs, or Ronaldo? So it's it's not the Ryan Giggs because he pretty much never got a red card. Yeah, he played all those games. And I can only remember like once or I can remember twice when Ronaldo got a red card. It was once in the Derby against City. And once against Portsmouth, but it's not enough. Mm. So it's either between Rooney and Keane. And uh, I feel like Rooney was the kind of player that got a few red cards in his beginning days with Man United. But uh, Sir Alex were able to tame him. I think Roy Keane, at the same time, I think Roy Keane is the kind of player you think got more red cards than he actually did. Mm. But I'm going to say Roy Keane. Correct. <laughs> yes, four <laughs> out of four. Four for four. Unreal. All right, and so how many? My last question: How many Ballon d'Ors has uh, have United players won? Four. Four. You're correct. Five for five. Bobby Charlton, Dennis Law, George Best, and Cristiano Ronaldo. I think. Yep. Yep. Those were it. It's five out of five. Unreal. <laughs> Martin sweeps the questions. <laughs> shows 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 you that I'm more knowledge about the history than the. The recent, yeah. recent things have. <laughs> well, I, I I gave a bunch of difficult stat questions also, so 
unless you're you know keeping track of the stats every yeah. every week it, mm-hmm. those can be kind of tough it's hard but yeah you killed it thanks there you go well we'll be back next week uh, discussing the the Premier League the Serie A and the La Liga especially the Rome derby coming up we'll be discussing the the Champions League draw seeing who got who in the in the semifinals and uh, who we think is going to win each semifinal and we'll be back with of course another weekend the preview for the upcoming week so thanks for listening and we'll be back next week thank you